Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to turn in the worst performance of the year and still extend your leader to the top of the table? <laughs> Welcome to 20 Minute Times. I'm your host, Jamie. And to discuss it, I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. What is happening? Oh my God. Well, this podcast, <laughs> as of... Well, when did Rangers play yesterday? Yeah. As of yesterday, the, the, the forecast for this podcast completely changed yep, yep, direction yep. because you guys put out an absolutely fantastic post-match, match reaction at the match podcast, which you can get on patreon.com slash 20 minute times. You can support us there. You get extra podcasts, videos and writing. Keep the lights on in here. Get everything you enjoy. Patreon.com slash 20 minute times. You can support us for a month and it costs less than a match day program. Links are below. Links are everywhere. Get involved. But I listened to it. It was absolutely fantastic. I was filled with rage about how bad that performance was. I thought <laughs> you guys nailed the tone. Then I watched the last 10 minutes of the Rangers game and I thought, oh, here <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah, about that. Can we have the word extends edited <laughs> into the the image of the podcast title I had in my mind coming away from the Motherwell game? Can we have the word extends put in there yes. instead? Yeah. How do you, ex- I mean, you're talking about the lead. lead yes, the lead, yes, the, yes. The, the, the lead in the league was extended. Melly, I thought to myself, like, after the Motherwell game, the performance was bad. What? We're going to talk about it all. We're obviously going to talk about it all. The performance was bad. The result was worse. I'm like, right, okay, God, if Rangers go and win, that reduces it. If they beat us, I, 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 and I've got worst case scenarios <laughs> running yeah. through my head. And then I was reminded about how bad they are. But we'll, I mean, we'll get to Rangers. We're obviously going to preview also the upcoming Glasgow Derby semi-final. That'll be previewed in full on this match, um, on this podcast rather. But, I think it's only right, as a Celtic fans podcast, we will do some laughing at Rangers, but we need to talk about Celtic, Melly, and we need to maybe talk about why you think that performance against Motherwell was so bad. Yeah, it's bad to Celtic's high, high standards. Again, they have set themselves this season, but that's fine. We're doing this on a week-to-week basis, so we can judge it on this game. Yes, we can say look, it's only what two draws and a loss so far this season, but we're wanting them to beat that points record yeah, that uh, Brendan right. Rodgers got. So I think they need a 100% record for the rest of the season now to do that. And that streak as well we were talking yeah. about last week. Mm. It was 17 games. Equaled it. Yeah, that's good. But could have broken it with that one. Would have been nice, but it wasn't to be. But the performance has sort of not been coming. But Celtic haven't been firing all cylinders recently. And this one felt like a... 
a damaging one because of what's coming up this week, the the big semi-final. So why was the performance? It was passive. It was just one of those ones where you thought, it felt a bit like games last season where you felt this might not happen for Celtic, whereas this season I think we've scored at least two goals in every home game domestically. So it just didn't feel like a Celtic of this season performance. We will forgive them. We did extend the lead. It's all all that, but it was disappointing on the day and you can look to certain players and say, you had a chance there to really claim a place for the game next week and I don't know if you've done it. So we do have a few selection headaches now. I mean, we weren't fired on no syllables, Stephen. I think that's easy to see. <laughs> um, and part of me was thinking, it was very, the performance was very flat. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of the players that we have dropped in to replace the missing players, you know, we said last week on the podcast that there's a big game coming up and it's your opportunity to stake a case, stake a claim for, for starting these games that you want to. Don't think anyone's really doing that. So, and I think that comes into it. But there was also an element of thinking that maybe, maybe we overlooked Motherwell a wee bit. Maybe we thought, you know, the league's going to take care of itself anyway. It's only a matter of you know ticking the games off. Um, whether or not there's a motivation to beat the records, who knows? But maybe we just took our eye off the ball ever so slightly with, with the Motherwell game, and we were focusing too much on the Rangers game. It's entirely possible. I mean, I'd like to, as fans, you like to hope not. You like to hope that all all games are important and all games are are the focus there and then. Never mind, or you hope that players don't look past it. I suppose it's only really human nature. If we've been talking about how the league's been wrapped up for weeks and weeks, maybe that does sort of seep into the players' mentality a little bit. Now, that's not to say that they've completely chucked it and they're on the beach by now, but maybe it's it was probably just time for just one of those blips to happen. We've had so few of them this season. It's, it really is. It's hard to criticise the team. And we are, as Melly said, we are only really responding to the game we've just seen. We're not really yeah, reading because all Because over the much. course of a league season, a 1-1 draw Motherwell, you, never, you don't remember it. No, you know, it's, no, It's no, immaterial, no. really. I, of course. It was more It was more the performance. I said after the game, in our, as you mentioned, our At The Match podcast, that... There's no way Ange is happy with that because yeah. see if we'd gone out there, played that Ange style that we all know and love and what and really enjoy watching, and we come away with a one one draw at home to Motherwell. I think he's fine with that. Over the course, I mean, he's never happy with that a result that isn't a win, but I think he comes he would come away with that thinking, right? Well, we did everything that I want us to do. It just didn't happen on the day. But that that performance, I would not describe as optimal Celtic at all. I, I just think. It was one of those games where it just didn't feel right at all. Mm. The first half absolutely flew in with very, very little incident, apart from the, the, the goal, of course. But then the second half dragged in, absolutely dragged in because of some of the antics the, the Motherwell players were, were up to, which boiled my blood, to say the least. But, you know, we'll get into that. But it just, overall, just didn't really feel very celtic uh, on the day at all. Yeah, you said that, Melly, on the, the at the match podcast. You said, Andrew would probably be happy if we played the way he wanted to play, but didn't get the result. But I think the most disappointing aspect of the whole game was it wasn't really the way we want to play. It was kind of like, I don't know, like a, a bad copy of a Celtic mm. team. We weren't really... I know it's a, it's a bit of a catch-all and it doesn't really describe what you're watching, but just we just weren't at it. No, it's, it's difficult to put your pinpoint why it didn't happen because we did have the players there. The players, a lot of them have been playing... All right. Well, let me ask you a question. Great. Let me let me throw some ideas at you. Did it not happen because Rio Tati didn't play, and mm. is he a much bigger miss than we maybe previously anticipated? Um, possibly. I think uh, I don't know if it's Rio Hatati or it's just that wee bit of creative spark in midfield. Uh, of course, Hatati's brilliant. But I came away from the game thinking, do you know what? See if we had Hatati or 
Rogic in there. We'd have won that game. Just somebody that could find that pass to open them up. I thought Matt O'Reilly was one of the better midfielders, but Cal McGregor and Iwata there, I understand why they played because it's probably a dress rehearsal for the game next week and it's just to get game time in these guys. But at home to Motherwell, is it necessary having two holding midfielders there? I'm not sure. On top of that, Turnbull's not been great. So I think it has that creative spark we miss. Yes, if Hattati was playing, I think he made a difference against Motherwell already this season. So he's great. He's brilliant to watch. But I think it was that creative spark. It could have been Hattati. It could have been somebody else. But just that that one pass that maybe Motherwell don't expect because we could slaughter Motherwell later for all the time wasting. But they were compact and they did things very well in the defensive style of play. So not the best football to watch. But from them, it wasn't just put it away all the time they did have a plan going in there so I think it was just a bit of them stifling Celtic and Celtic not having that wee X factor to open them up if you if you look at that game as broadly speaking a blip which I think we, we can all agree it was in in the course it of created a, enough chances yeah it, over the course of a very successful season if we, if we call that just a blip but then you can try and dig into the reasons. Look a wee bit further into it. The good thing about it is, is that these blips are such a small sample size that any connection between the games is is basically just leaping to conclusions that probably aren't there. You mentioned Rio Hatate and he didn't play in this. And I have wondered at various points this season whether the midfield can really truly function without Rio Hatate. We've got good players in there, but he's he is the guy that kind of makes it tick. The other really poor performance this season. Yeah, Drew Ibrooks, but that's not that's not terrible. No. It, it wasn't a particularly great performance on the day, but I don't include that in the poor performances this season. We're really only looking at two, and it was Saturday there in St Mirren. Real Haddad didn't play in that one either. But again, you're looking at two games. Uh, you could tie those two games together and say, well, Real Haddad is the, is the connection there, but there are so many other things that can happen over the course of a season that looking at two games, it's so encouraging, in it's fact. Really, it's either yeah. that, well, there is either that or... You know, it's either the, the small sample size or it's as much of a sample you need. The two games that Rio didn't <laughs> yeah, play yeah. but the two worst games that we've played all season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think Jota never started that game either. No. So the, the, if you're looking at players in the team, yes, we have Kyogo and Cal McGregor, but they're not... Kyogo finishes chances, Cal McGregor starts things from a bit deeper, but Q, uh, Hitati and Jota are the ones that create things for Celtic, the ones that maybe create something out of nothing whereas we just didn't have that we're looking at guys like Haksabanovic to do that and looking at him again another missed opportunity for him just doesn't look right out on the right hand side he dies in Maeda you know what you're going to get from him but it's not creative Iwata was decent again but he's not going to be the guy that finds those passes so just Celtic maybe lacked a wee bit of creativity it's something that maybe thought no real replacement for Rogic last year but Aaron Moyes came in had a lot of assists, had a lot of goals. He's been very good, but he's not really been on it recently either. So it's just one of those games that just sort of got away from Celtic. But when you watch back the highlights, we had clear chances yeah, to win yeah. the game. And I'm just really tired of Carter Vickers, but more, for, more so Starfelt. Head the ball into the goal, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean our, our attacking set pieces aren't great. I mean, how many has Starfield scored this season? Yeah, he scored two in a row in a very, very early this season. Yeah. He came back after that injury and scored two mm. in, in two consecutive games, and I think those are his only goals for Celtic so far. But again, yeah, I was frustrated with that one he had. He, would, he had two big headers towards the end. One was he's uh, going to score against Rangers. Oh, uh, well, we good. Go. Oh, well, he's due yeah. one. Yeah, well, there we go. That's a, that's a first prediction. That seals off our preview of that. He, he had two big headers from crosses. One was just a standard header. One was from a Moy free kick, yeah. I think. It was a decent header. 
but it was straight down the keeper's throat, as the as the cliche goes, just caught it. But one was from Rocco Vata's cross, I'm pretty sure, and he, he didn't have to jump. It wasn't like he jumped and was off balance. He set himself both feet in the ground and just scooped it. If you can, scoop it with your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scoop, a head scoop? Yeah, <laughs> head scoop. Scooped it straight over the bar, and that was very, very frustrating. Again, Melly said, we've created enough chances to win that game, definitely. O, o had a, a quite a bad header. He, he probably should have scored. But even that, watching it back, he was off balance. Mm. It was close range, but it wasn't. He didn't have the same, the same sort of st- setting of himself as Starfield did. So, I, I, quite a frustrating game. It wasn't. It was quite a bad performance. But we're only judging it on Celtic standards here. I mean, on on the midfield, you wonder if there's maybe something that Celtic could change a wee bit, Melly, because as you say, McGregor and Iwata in those deep positions. Matt O'Reilly. Matt O'Reilly's okay, but he's not the most creative. He's not going to thread the pass, but I know Callum McGregor can do that. If you want to like have a wee bit of a reshuffle, Matt O'Reilly filled in for McGregor in that deeper position earlier on the season. They played fantastically well. So you think they say, well, is there an option to play McGregor a wee bit deeper, a wee bit more forward rather, because he can play in that number ten. You've got O'Reilly and Awata playing deep because I think if Rio Tati's not available to play and Aaron Moy has went off the boil to a degree that obviously uh, the manager thinks he can't. Can't Play, start playing with a parachute on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The managers obviously thought, "God, this guy, like, something, <laughs> something's happened, and we can't play him." I, I don't think it's out with Callum McGregor's ability to play in that ten. No, but it's just that taking Callum McGregor out the number six for me, especially in this game against Rangers. They pinpoint him, they stop him trying to play, and that will create space for other people. And see, when they do try to stop and play, he'll still find space, and he'll always make himself available anyway. So, for me, it's figure out everything else and leave him there. Whether it's bringing Iwata back, that's fine. But I think Matt O'Reilly's been good recently. He's maybe goals last uh, the previous weekend and then this weekend. He had that reverse ball for Kyogo that he did that wee lovely dink over the keeper and he just managed to get a hand to it. I think if that goes in, Celtic win 2-0. It's game set and match then and we don't really think about it. It's just a 2-0, maybe 3-0 victory and we don't really speak about it. But the fact that we dropped points, I think that would have been a typical Celtic goal because it was good play and a good reverse ball from O'Reilly. I'm happy enough with O'Reilly, but I just, I wouldn't, be making too many judgments on this one game. I think it was just one of those games for Celtic where we write it off unless it happens again and again. So there's no excuses for it next next week because it's a big game. We have a full week's preparation for it. There's no reason why everybody shouldn't be on it. Hopefully Jota might be back where he starts. I don't know. And if Hitati's even fit enough, I don't think there's any way you can start him, to be honest. So I think that midfield will be the midfield and it looked good. Uh, when Iwata came on against Rangers uh, in the last game so hopefully a bit I mean, more it's control a, it's a big call and there's some big players missing for us I don't think there's any doubt about that but, but staying on the Motherwell game Stephen you know when you used to get in trouble in school a teacher would say <laughs> no well, a teacher no. would go for example Mr Arbuckle you, there's a name I hear far too often <laughs> you know like that sort of thing I feel like we're getting like that with Haksabanovic um, I feel like every week we turn on these mics we talk about it we say oh he's back he needs to play he needs to play then he plays we're a couple of weeks down the line now of Haksabanovic playing and although Melly says maybe he doesn't really work out on the right hand side you're going where's that player of the month stuff that we saw in December was it November, November. where's that yeah. player of the month stuff now November's how many months ago Stephen December January <laughs> February March April going into me six months ages eight, yeah. well it is yeah. I mean, it's, it's about half a season ago uh, yeah, he had one true. month in one World good Cup. month I think he was injured injured was and then the World Cup as well so that seems to have completely derailed the season but he has come in the point I'm making is 
you know, he's, he can't live off that forever. He needs no, to put his, no. pull his finger out. He does, um, or, or lest that be injured as mm, well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the or pop some, it back in. Yeah, if that's what was making him play so well. <laughs> Just slip it right back in. Do whatever, do whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it takes. Just explore your body. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. If you if you if you if you're keen to stop this this horribly unpleasant <laughs> chat about you, pick up your form. No. Hagsabanovich, yes, I, I'm I'm wary of him now falling into that unfortunate position in a squad where people fans start to look at him as if you can't start games, you can only be in and back up. No one wants that. Mm. And it's it's a shame when that catches on and it's it very easily does among fans. You you know how these sort of narratives start about players. I don't really believe it just yet, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not playing his preferred position. Now, I have been on record, check the record, bud, as saying, look, kind of tough shit, this is Celtic. If you're yeah. thrown into a position, we expect something out of you. You don't get the day off because, ah, sorry, this isn't my preferred position. But I do sympathise in that all of his big moments have been off the left. He even had a couple of really impressive games, or at least one I can remember, when he, he played almost like a, it's a name we've invoked already, but Tom Rogic, Tom Rogic not that name, mm. the name I s- yeah. said second there. <laughs> um, he, he played that sort of more central role and he was playing nice wee through balls into Kyogo, one for a badder that he, sh- he should have scored from as well. So I like him in that position. But on the right side, it just doesn't seem to work for him at all. No. He just seems like a is totally... Is it a necessity we're playing him there because Jota's be, injured, yeah. the badder's injured, we don't really have anyone else that can Forrest pick up is injured Forrest as well. Forrest is injured, so, yeah. forgot you. I know. So, I mean, there are, there are sort of selection headaches going into the Rangers game that we've got um, that we'll discuss when we get to that point. But I think, uh, Stephen, you have been particularly pissed off by... <laughs> we've had it in the group chat. We had it when we were setting up. We had it in the match, at the match podcast. Um, the Motherwell antics are embarrassing. And these yeah. but we're seeing it more and more as a way to break up the play against Celtic. Just fake fouls, rolling about... The, wasting time in, in every conceivable way just to sort of break up Celtic's rhythm and what for them a wee bit? Oh, well, it did. I mean, it, it did get to ridiculous levels. I mean, I've I've said many times, any regular listeners will know that we are, kind of broadly speaking, we are just sort of like, right, okay, if that's what they, you need to do to try and get points off Celtic Park, more often um, at Celtic Park, more often than not, it will not work, but you maybe you need to try something or other to try and disrupt Celtic. That's generally the philosophy we, we adopt around here. Um, about these teams' tactics. However, I do still reserve the right to say that's embarrassing <laughs> when it becomes yeah. undeniably embarrassing. And Liam Kelly's antics, ex Rangers, Liam uh, yeah, Kelly. yeah, of course. I bet he was popular there. Liam, <laughs> Liam Kelly, his but, um, name's Patrick. Is it? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just bring up his uh, his Google there. Liam Patrick Kelly, yes, Liam Patrick is, Kelly, yeah. and he would he would have been there when uh, Jimmy Bell was still there, oh, presumably. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I friends. bet he was treated really well. Um, <laughs> Liam, Liam, that that moment where he was down for ages and ages and ages, and like, I'm just uh, football seems to have this like it exists on its own physical plane where mm, yes, injuries are much more severe than in any other sport or any other walk of life at all, where you can always recover from these things by standing up and stamping your feet four times and then you're you're absolutely fine as long as you limp a wee bit for the crowd, everybody's fine with it. It is. Utterly ridiculous. I don't. Have doctors tried this? Oh, by the, by the way, I, my my ACL seems to have exploded. Well, have you tried punching the ground loads of times and then stamping your foot? And then because most of these footballers seem to be fine after well, it. This isn't a new thing. This is this is a sport that had yeah. the, the magic sponge. <laughs> yes, right. back in the day, or that spray that yeah. they put on you. And 
the problem it comes back to, and you know, but we hate to go through it again. But the problem it just comes back to players knowing that referees don't really have a grip of the game. See no. if a referee just well, look, I'm not buying that for a minute. So get get your ass off the ground and get on with the game. It would stop immediately, but the, the referees just have no control well, over that, the game. That, do you know what? That's my problem. I, as much as I'm laughing at, at Liam Kelly for for doing that and for it just, do you know what? It it actually reminded me of Dida. Uh, back yeah, in yes. Celtic Park when he was brutally assaulted by a fan <laughs> after yeah. the Scott McDonald's goal, was it right? Dida must have gotten to a point during that um, that feigning injury from his assault. He must have got to a point during that where he thought, I'm committed to this yeah, now. And it's, go it's gone beyond the point where I can come back from this. And I think Liam Kelly got to that as well. I can't get back up. I've made such a meal of this. I can't get up. Like, how long have I been down for? Reference. So it reminded me of that. But it, it, it's mortifying. And my problem with it is, as you've just said, why doesn't the ref say, look, come on, man, we've got yeah. a game to play here. I know you're not injured. And we, we should all be able to tell that there's no injury in the world where you can be unable to stand one minute and then take a goal kick the next. <laughs> there's no injury. Like if, you, if you require treatment for minutes and minutes at a time, it's because you can't stand up, presumably. I mean, I, And then it leads us into one of my... I'm not going to bore everyone with that again, but the thing about injury time and stoppages... It's it's it's. I'm not. I say I'm not going to bore everyone. My point is, every single week, you are the ref. You decide how long the game stops for. Yeah. You can't mentally keep track of how much time you should get at the other side. No, see the Liam Kelly one as well. It's down to the further away goal than me and Stephen. So you see him down there smashing the ground. You think, <laughs> or maybe he's went over his knee and we couldn't quite see it or something. You think, right? They're going to need to change their keeper because there's absolutely no way he's <laughs> getting up from that if 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 that's the way he's feeling. Then he's up and then. He launches, launches a, a kick out and then remembers, oh, I was meant to be injured and does his knee hanging back. And then, <laughs> then he gets the ball again and launches it again then does it again as if he's stamping down. Like, mate, just they give it up. Like, they couldn't even be bothered keeping up the pretense of getting like a defender to take the goal no. kicks for him. They couldn't even be bothered with that. Unbelievable. <laughs> There we go. We're not, but we're not. We're not bitter or angry about it. We're like, over it. It, it does. It, it sounds terribly like sour grapes or uh, like moral crusade. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. just embarrassing, man. Like you're a professional athlete, and that is what you're dishing yeah. out. You're and you dishing only do that. You only do it in football, Stephen. Yeah. You only so, get it. In football. Sounds like entitlement, as if we are expecting these teams to come and play football the mm. way we want them to. No, but again, you draw the line, that, and there is a threshold that crosses where it becomes absolutely embarrassing. And I, I will never stop saying that just because, like we. Drew the game. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. 
Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes uh, with Manscaped. <laughs> Everyone's aware by now that those nose hairs are a major turnoff. That's why Manscaped upgraded with our brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of that nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. This improved Weed Whacker can now be found in the Performance 4.0 package for no additional cost. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using code TIMS to get 20% off a big discount and free shipping. Manscaped.com using code TIMS. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer used as a powerful 7,000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds. The Weed Whacker 2.0 is cordless, rechargeable and has a battery with up to 45 minutes. That's a lot of nose hair. Trimming your nose hair for 45 minutes of runtime. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Listen up, save 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped's shop. In the interest of balance, what I also thought was embarrassing, and Greg, look, we're a fan, I love you, but Greg Taylor's attempt at defending Kevin Van Veen was pretty much... I think part of the problem was, Melly, I don't think Greg Taylor knew when when he was one-on-one with Van Veen and he sort of tied himself in knots there. Van Veen, by the way, who's been excellent this season, oh, yeah, he's got yeah. a hat full of goals from Motherwell. I don't think Greg Taylor was aware of exactly where he was in the pitch and where the goal was. I d- I'm not sure he knew where to go. Yeah, he gets caught, gets himself caught, doesn't he? He goes to turn and he just loses all bearings of where he is on the pitch. and That can happen, but the fact that Greg Taylor's left one-on-one with Van Veen from a Celtic corner is pathetic. We're looking to this game next week and that's where Celtic will get hurt. For Celtic to concede so many goals from their own corners is really poor and it's it's been at the highest level we've been found out a, a lot of times with it this one was just shocking I know we like taking the short corners and all that but that, that was really poor to get caught in the edge of the box one ball it was a decent pass but for him to have the full pitch to himself after that one on one with Taylor he's still got a lot to do Taylor does himself but Good finish from the guy, but that's it's not acceptable from Celtic defending like that at that point. We are not chasing the game. We don't desperately need to a score. Celtic problems like Greg Taylor problem. You don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but I mean, you're a defender. You're one on one. That's bread and butter stuff for a for a defender, especially a defender like Greg Taylor, who's been pretty good this season defensively. That's supposed to be his strong suit. I mean, yeah. 
It's bread and butter stuff. You just need to stand the guy up until reinforcements but come. This is what happens when you're one-on-one. The chance of that happening is probably very high because mm. the guy goes, he's one-on-one. If I beat him, I've got a shot and goal. If there's two guys there, then it happens. You see it when the corner's taken. Uh, Alistair Johnston, I guess, would be the other guy that would go back. Is still up there from the attack because Celtic have taken it so quickly. And I know we like to catch teams out, but if Alistair Johnson is seen up there, surely Iwata McGregor has to realise quickly and go, one is get back instantly. It's uh, poor from Celtic and I'm only focusing on it because I was at that coaching convention last week and Anne says Celtic don't work on set pieces. That's where Celtic can see their goals. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, going back to the Rangers game that we that we seen a couple of weeks ago, it was all set-piece stuff that Rangers really, really troubled us on. But do you think um, that coaching convention sounds really good, Melian? I think you guys are going to discuss it, aren't mm-hmm. you, on the, yeah. the upcoming Breakfast of Champions podcast? That's uh, a weekly podcast that the patrons get. Um, slots in between flagship recordings and covers the Celtic news that we don't cover here. Um, do you think Greg Taylor should have done better? Uh, yeah, I think... Um, I, I agree with Melly saying, the, the sort of tactical football side of it, but one-on-one with Van Veen. Yeah, two things. Greg Taylor, at one point, when you watch it back, he turns his back. He doesn't... He, I think he gets his feet wrong. He, he gets one... At one point, his weight just shifts the wrong way. He turns all the way around. There's the there's the picture that's been doing the rounds. It's very Shane Duffy. Basically, he's facing he's facing the goal where Van Veen's behind the David him. Weir special. Yeah, the, of course, the David David I Weir. I still special. don't know what was happening with David Weir in that photo. <laughs> that famous yeah, yeah, that senior moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he turns his back and credit to Van Veen who scored a great goal I mean it's no getting away from that it was a great goal he did what good dribblers do in that he waited for his opponent to make a mistake and then shifted the ball away from him and by that point it's too late I remember there's, there's been various people talking over the years I mean what a comparison this is but I remember Messi talking about dribbling and what he does is he waits for his opponent to, to shift his weight rather than try to knock it past him or whatever so Van Veen very like Messi <laughs> did, did that um, but that that's he, he made the right decision he did the right thing he waited for Greg Taylor to commit himself overcommit himself one way and he just knocked it past him so the when talking about the players on the scene Starfield and I think it was Iwata yeah. eventually arrive yeah. at the box but the ball's already in the back of the net so th- there is too much distance between Taylor and any pot- potential reinforcements you're looking at Matt O'Reilly losing the ball on the edge of the Motherwell box and seven or eight seconds later the, the ball's in the back of Joe Hart's net so uh, it, it, was, it wasn't great to be honest after that Van Veen went on another run he took it out left this time skinned Haxabanovich was a terrible challenge to be honest it's one of those like five aside efforts when you can't be bothered you'd be moaning at him for, for <laughs> that come on make a stick a foot in joke <laughs> <laughs> <Jockey> him <laughs> so he, he just skips past him and I think Greg Taylor again so he skips past Greg Taylor beats another couple of players and gets a wee tame shot off so he, the guy is dangerous he has yeah. a handful he's one of three players in the league this season over 20 goals or 20, really he yeah. always hit the 20 markets himself Lauren Shankland and obviously Kyogo Shankland though is Stat padded, what, what, ten, we ten, ten penalties, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. absolutely just. I certainly hope Rangers sign him. <laughs> <laughs> you can have him. Him and Tav will be fighting over the penalties. <laughs> the men are pen- here, sorry. The amount of penalties they get, they will get forty. Oh, be <laughs> <season>. <laughs> hey, there'll be plenty of penalties. <laughs> there'll be plenty of penalties to go around. But I mean, it was a, it was a poor performance from Celtic. But as you say, it's in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter for the league. But I think for Andrew, it will matter because we made this point in the podcast before, and we were talking about it. You know. The standards at Celtic are so high. It, you know, it's getting to the point now, even over the last 15 or 20 years, that that league that Rangers won that didn't happen, the COVID <laughs> league, right? You can almost, that's almost, an, we were talking about anomalies and blips. 
that's almost a blip yeah. that season that 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 league that they won if you think about how that league panned out were they not four or five games ahead at one point we had we were playing oh, games yeah. where like 13 players missing we had bowling goalie yeah, we had the, the mad that season was absolute madness and that's starting to look like a blip so the standards at Celtic are so high that these wee drops mean that you can't maybe miss milestones like breaking the points record or breaking Brendan Rodgers consecutive win record and I just wonder how much you think these things matter to Ange because I know Ange Postacoglu as a manager doesn't need to prove anything and he doesn't need to break and have these wee baubles about what previous Celtic managers did or didn't do in order to progress his career anywhere beyond Celtic. But I do think that in a club, in a country, in an environment where even winning a treble barely gets recognised now as an achievement, if Ange Postacoglu was to be Celtic manager who beat Brendan Rodgers' record, he's done better than Brendan Rodgers. He won the treble, got more points than Brendan Rodgers, more wins than our own, more goals than Brendan Rodgers. Is there anything this man can't do? You kind of want these be embellishments on it. And I wonder if, if, if Ange is like, he was like, that's an op- even just a slight opportunity missed to embellish his record a wee bit. I think so. The guy wants to win every game and he wants the performance to match that, doesn't he? In fact, he wasn't he put, happy after the game. No, he, put, he puts performance first because he knows if, if we perform the way we should, we'll win the game and we can get back to winning ways if we do have a, a freak result. But Saturday didn't feel like that freak result. It didn't mm. feel like Celtic, ah, we missed a hat full of chances. We did miss chances, but we didn't carve them open and didn't have bodies clearing ones off the line or blocks everywhere it just seemed like the game sort of petered out and if Celtic did get a goal we've seen it a lot where we get late goals didn't feel like that on Saturday so I think Ange will be disappointed he is an ambitious manager like he's here so he's going to want to do the best he can possibly do and if there's records there to go for why not go for them you need to give players incentives you need to give them targets at this time because things can sort of taper off if Celtic could be potential have a massive couple of weeks here where we can get to a final and then we can win the league the, the following week. You need to keep these players going after that if we could potentially have a cup final but we've also got trophy day it would be won so that it's all there for Celtic to go out and do it. These wee blips I don't think he'll be too disappointed with Saturday in the grand scheme of things because we got through it with no further injuries. We end up further ahead but that's not the way the guy works. The guy wants to win every game. So I think it's it's on him that he's the kind of guy that, in fact, I'll just tell you this. Now, he said he'd uh, pals over last year for the semi-final. He'd four of his old mates over for the semi-final to uh, watch the game. And then they're all going out for dinner after it. Celtic get beat in the semi-final. He didn't turn up for dinner. He said, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I am. I, I can't handle it if we don't win. So of course he's going to want to win games. Of course he's going to want to better every result, every other manager there, that's the way he is. An so, empty seat and walkabout. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, freak result. Freaks and, ge- freaks and Greeks. There we go. There we go. Um, well, luckily, Stephen, the, uh, it didn't pan out as bad as it could have been because, let me just take a moment, what a job Barry Robson, oh, oh, what a job Excel is Barry, yeah. Rob- Barry Robson's doing up in Aberdeen. Is he is he second in Michael Beale's table now? Yes, the, the uh, Serie Beale. Serie Beale. Yeah. League He'd hand. be ahead of Beale, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it could be, it could be. I mean, I suspected Rangers were going to drop points at Aberdeen last week. I maybe even said it in the podcast. However, after we dropped points, I yeah. thought there's no way. There's no way that Rangers are going to let this slip. But sometimes you just forget that they're, they're not as good as they think they are. They've got 
series underperforming players. Aberdeen are the informed team. I think there's that yeah. five, seven wins in the chart. Seven in a row, which is incredible, yeah. A- absolutely incredible. I don't see, I mean, we, we've we spoken definitely in a podcast about how the football clubs in this country are run by people who don't really seem to know ball, who <laughs> employ bad managers and same bad players and bad blah, blah, blah. And it all transpires for there. And, you know, I think we made the point before that it's basically inevitable that Barry Robson is going to end up getting that Aberdeen job because the interim guy who does okay for a few games ends up getting the job. But I think now, it's, I mean, how do you not give him the job? Pretty undeniable now, yeah. isn't it? I think that it's about 10 games he's managed now and the lost his very first game, but what you need to remember is that came right off the yeah, back I mean, of after, the, the next afternoon or a couple the, of days later. It was three days after they'd lost 6-0 to Hibs. So Barry Robson comes in, they lose their first game, I think it was to St Mirren. Since then, they've only lost to Celtic and won every other game, which is a remarkable record considering where Aberdeen were under Jim Goodwin, losing to Darvo and getting gubbed off Hearts and Hibs. And it, that horrendous performance at Pataudry against Celtic. Remember yeah. the, the Callum McGregor That's where it goal? started. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then chucking that lead away against Rangers oh. a couple of games later. So to have come... This far in he's, ten games is incredible. He's done. He's done very well, and he was very clever in his post match. I thought he was. He he's very humble, very measured. But one thing he was saying was, "This is the way we play." You know, the, these. This isn't just me coming in as an interim manager. This is the things we've been working on for the past couple of weeks. And obviously, all the memes are going about. And I was kind of reminded he was a. He was a. He wasn't a fan favourite, I think. He, did he not spend some time at Rangers, Barry Robson? When started he, his career started in his, Rangers Youth. I don't know if he ever played for them though. No, I, there's obviously there was pictures of him in a Rangers shirt, but. He was a great player for us at that time. Uh, he'd done a great job. For well, he'd done a great job. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's better. He right? wasn't yeah. a great player. He did a great job for us at the time. It was him and Hartley came in and transformed yeah. that midfield uh, for the running and just the Christian Daly setting the standards. Yeah. That's what you want. But like, the team don't play terrible football and that's good in Scotland. Yeah. That's good enough to win games in Scotland. So Aberdeen have got the budget. They have got the players where they should be finishing third or challenging for third quite comfortably and they should be able to take a result off Celtic Rangers but if your manager has no belief that you can do that then you don't like Jim Goodwin didn't and Barry Robson had belief and went out and done it didn't expect it either to be honest after Celtic result hilarious when it does happen oh. because it gives them that bit of hope that oh yeah yes. maybe if uh, Clancy hadn't cost us those games and all that we mm. could be seven points behind and we've still got a game against them and then for the tw- less than 24 hours later well more than 24 hours actually it was a half four kickoff on it blow it completely and set yourself back I'm, I'm worried about this semi-final next week they must be terrified after that performance as well at least uh, Michael Wheel was magnanimous in defeat <laughs> against always, Stephen always, yeah. um, another episode of Beal shit yeah. hit, hit, the, hit, hit our screens because, what was your favourite? Uh, I think it was him calling for a VAR check for something that wasn't a foul would never have been checked for VAR yeah. wasn't even close mm. to a VAR check I think that was it um, I think he also coming out saying the even though Liam Scales I mean he didn't mean it was obviously no. a, it was <laughs> obviously a cross right Agent Scales yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agent Scales but obviously you want to be a bit magnanimous in the as a as a defeated opposition manager but after the game Michael Beale comes out and goes, in his accent, which I can't do, goes, well, the lad hit it and, you know, he was Miskicked lucky. it. Miskicked, is yeah, that what he said? It, he, yeah. he miskicked and it ends up yeah. the back of the net. I'm like, you're so bitter. Yeah. You, you are. And the reason he's so bitter, Stephen, is because we've been saying it for, since he walked in the door, his mouth moved like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> squeak, 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 does, squeak. He does. cannot stop talking, can he? And he's running out of things. He's 
blaming the refs, but he's he's taking credit for Glasgow Derby wins that happened five years ago whenever he was first team coach. He's saying that the gap wasn't inherited. He's, he's running out of excuses, this guy. Yeah, very inconsistent when it comes to giving himself credit as well because my favourite thing after the game was, I heard it on Sportsend, I didn't catch much of the game. In fact, I didn't see really any of it at all until I got a message. I, I wasn't aware of the game because, as you said, like, Aberdeen are not going to take in off them, especially presented with this chance to cut the gap down a wee bit, go ahead of the, in the Beale Cup. So <laughs> I, did, I wasn't paying attention until I got a message saying, so if this stays the same, could we have won the league? I was like, oh, let's, let's see what's going on in the, on the old telly box, shall we? But my favourite thing was when I heard on Sports Sound, he said, in reference to this result, was that, yeah, but the damage to our season was done before today. Yeah. I was That's an incredible thing he, to he say. He also, also said, this game will cost us next year. So you're just yeah yeah not none of this is my fault this Aye. season yeah has he not managed more games than Van Brockhurst this season well, well, well he's been since November or something like yeah. that so to, to be clear what I'm taking from that him saying the damage to our season was done before today is that he's blaming the previous manager for his own defeat <laughs> so he was the manager on the day he's been the manager for five months he's blaming Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for that result. Five months after that guy was sacked. That's an outrageous thing to say. Such a passing of the buck. It's just not the done thing. Imagine, you know, Ange Postgoglu would have more right to do this. Imagine Ange had come in last season, lost that game at Hearts in the first game, lost it at Livingston. Well, well, this, is, this is Lennon. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, Liz. What were you meant to be doing? He would have more of a claim to do that because it was his team that he'd yeah. taken over. Not five months into the job. I, I remember I heard um, Arsenal were going to Anfield a few weeks ago. And Mikel Arteta was asked about their terrible record at Anfield, going stretching back 10, 11 years to the, the start of the, the last decade. Almost nothing to do with him. He's only been the manager for about three years, but did they say, ask Arsene about that? It's nothing <laughs> to do with me. No, he didn't. He just said, look, that has to change. That has yeah. to change, and that's our job to change it. He just took responsibility for it. it. It's the done thing. It's incredibly disrespectful to be out there blaming a previous manager five months into the job for, <laughs> your, own, for your own performance. After... Uh, changing personnel after a transfer window he's got his own players in he's got Todd Cantwell he's got Raskin all, all these top class players in to still be blaming Van Bronckhorst to be subtly blaming Brian, Van Bronckhorst Van Bronckhorst is outrageous for the guy and it, it just it strikes me as an utter charlatan now it doesn't mean that they ca they are incapable of getting results against Celtic that's mm. not the case I don't think there's enough between the teams to be confident them off. yeah exactly it's not the Brendan Rodgers versus Clint Hill <laughs> era and all that that's not going to happen but I, I I don't buy this guy for a single second as a, a, a real manager at all it just everything about the guy is so it's it slimy and I, <laughs> and, I, and I don't just mean physical I just mean everything it just try to manoeuvre himself out of any blame whatsoever it's embarrassing well, that, well, that's fact, it yeah. I as it's it's one of these things where he's kind of running out of excuses. We said this, you said that Melly on the run up to the, the Glasgow Derby at Celtic Park says, look, if we beat Rangers here, they're out of excuses. They are yeah. out of excuses. Now, looking at the big book of Glasgow Derby cliches, they say, number one on the list, the form book goes out the window. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't normally agree with that. I normally think that the team in form tends to be the team that wins the game however it would be nice if the form book went out the window in this one because Celtic coming off the back of a draw Rangers coming off the back of a loss is not going to be a slobber knocker of a match if we carried the form of these two teams into this this fixture coming up and somehow I don't think it will No I don't think so I think 
both teams will be on it to be honest and I think they so need I, to be sorry let me I don't think we will I don't think we'll carry our form into right. this one eh, I hope not I hope well we've not been great for a couple of weeks and, mm. but that that's still enough eh, for Celtic to be very good so I think Celtic just need to get back to what they do best Jota being back would make a huge difference going into Hamden it's going to be difficult but <laughs> if this this one is the one because yes, we beat them at Celtic Park, but it was these last three games. If we could get out of these unscathed, then Michael Beale has got nowhere to go. He has one bad result next season from the knives being out for him. But look, they, they might win a, the dead rubber at Ibrox. So what? Yeah. But if Celtic can get through this semi final and beat them, their knives will be out for him already. Yeah. He's got nowhere to go. The, the meltdown after the game the other week was special. The one so far... Clancy has blood on his hands. <laughs> I, I honestly even saw that. Clancy, saw it Clancy has blood on his hands. Right. So we're, we're currently missing it, but the phone-in tonight will be full of them. Mm. If any Celtic fan phones in that, you're a disgrace. <laughs> but we just need to let it play out and hope Celtic can turn up to this game, play the way we can, and if we can beat them, I think he's toast. I think he's mm. toast because he's just going to be couple of bad results away from them going this guy's no got it and it's not going to take much we were on the overlap uh, which is out uh, at the moment you can check that out on the overlap's YouTube channel it was a sort of debate Glasgow Derby debate and there was a lot of talk on that about progress and what represents progress for Rangers and just cards on the table I'm, I'm cautious about this game worried is not the right word but I'm cautious I'm aware that this fixture can have a sting in the tail and I know that Rangers have beaten us at Hamden before yeah, so yeah. I, I know it's, they can do it um, and I know as Melly says I acknowledge that we've not been playing very well recently but there was a lot of talk about progress for Rangers and I think the difficulty Rangers the difficulty is Celt the thing Celtic have got in their favour is who cares who cares if we don't win a treble we won the league we've beaten Rangers plenty of times obviously we want to win the treble but this is a mere bauble on our season we're going to win the league we're going straight into the Champions League Champions again, we will have the party, we've invited, we've bought our, we've bought our suits, the booze is on ice, we're going, right? Rangers have got almost nothing to celebrate unless they, they win this here, right? But there's a lot of talk about progress. Last season, Rangers won the Scottish Cup, got yep. to Europa League final under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Yes. Um, and I think by this time, last season, was there only six points in it? Yeah. There were six points in it going into the split last season. This season, Rangers could feasibly end up with nothing at all in the, the trophy cabinet and if we beat them at Ibrox 16 points <laughs> but but they're, but they're calling that progress they're Aye. saying that that's, that's progress on from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst it's like the Emperor's new clothes here and I think what Melly says is if we beat them at Hamden and take the title and take the trophy and get another trophy in the, the trophy cabinet up at Parkhead it, it, it lays down a massive marker for it completely re-establishes Celtic's dominance in Scottish football. It wasn't they win a league, we win a league, then maybe they challenge for the league. It was we win nine, they win one, we snatch one back, and then next season, full foot in the throat, full dominance. Yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but I'd like to hear more from you. On, <laughs> I'm, on I am full, I'm done, I'm spent. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A big, big opportunity. And I don't think... I think it would be foolish of us to completely dismiss the idea of form and momentum yeah. and all that. I know none of us are doing that, but we are missing key players to this team. Again, 
we can't simply ignore that because you have to correlate those. You have to tie those things in. We're not in particularly great form. I'm missing Jota. And my um, sorry, Hatati. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So th those two things what are you know fairly related in my opinion. So. I am not going into this thinking we're going to just steamroll over the top of them. I, I don't think that's that's the case at all. However, I'm very confident about it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, I, unlike me. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm confident that if Celtic turn up, we we do have we still get the players to to get the job done. Abada could be possibly back yeah. as well. It may maybe a young must have forgot for Abada because he seems to have sort of drifted from the consciousness because his injury tied in exactly with all the talk about him not signing a new yeah. contract and maybe moving on from the club. So maybe subconsciously we've all kind of moved on from Leal Abada, but he's still here, still capable of putting in a shift, certainly against Rangers. Barisic will not want to see him no. on the team sheet. So uh, maybe very confident is pushing it, but I am confident that Celtic, if they can sort of shake off um, last the last performance against Motherwell and get back to back to the way we know we can play, then I think I think it's there for the taking. I think Rangers seem to have taken a bit of a knock recently. The sheen of the confidence that surrounded them over the last few weeks seems to have kind of seems to have gotten a little bit dull, a little Two bit losses dusty. In yep. a quick succession. Yeah, exactly. So I it's Even, it's a cup semi final. It'll, it, it's going to be a tough game. Aye. So I think as, as you're saying, we've got we've got big players out. Yeah, there's, there's no denying that. We might go into this with some major players that have hurt Rangers in the past missing from the team. Another thing to weigh into is just need to get a result in one of these Glasgow derbies. I mean, we can't green and whitewash them again, can we? Well, we wouldn't be green and whitewash, but we, we can't go through the whole season without them picking up one win. So you, you're looking at one of these fixtures going, right, what one will they get? Now, the league fixtures are not out. They've been postponed whilst TV and apparently the police have an argument over when the fixtures are going to take place. <laughs> Mind blown because every, because everyone involved in football knew this was happening. Yeah, everyone in football. Now they've been. Wait, was it last season we beat Rangers more or less to decide the league? It's happened recently, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. last. Did the world end? Did, did <laughs> Glasgow City Centre get set on fire? Nothing happened. There's there's cup finals between Celtic and Rangers where it's all decided on the day. There's a cup semi-final where it's all decided on the day. This nervousness about celeb there's not even going to be any Celtic fans at Ibrox. So Are you saying are you suggesting even that the computer, the the highly sophisticated mm. computer, the fixtures computer, spat out uh Celtic at Ibrox on the coronation weekend, a big <laughs> yeah. weekend for the loyal subjects out <laughs> yes. there and could potentially win the league and they've just control alt delete hit no are you sure? Uh, no, we will lose any safe Pour data, yes. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not having to absolutely terrible. Uh, uh, tomorrow, something like that. It'll be it'll be slightly pulling, delayed. Pulling plugs in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the computer. No, I just think that there's too there's too much being made of this. Maybe it's for TV, maybe they want to televise Celtic win and so they're gonna Jigger the fixtures about I don't know But They, they should have been out by now And it's just another Episode in the league That hates itself um, we're, we're going to end up Having to play it Remember Was it that Finnish Varos game It was like oh, I, Three o'clock on a Thursday Or something yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just throw it out there <laughs> It'll be on after the news or <laughs> Anything Anything But I, I think um, aye, the, the, the cup semi-final It would be great to win it We're going in it A bit nervous Stephen you're You're quite confident for it You've talked me out of it Aye ah, <laughs> good Good We need to talk you down I think that Just because These games are tight And although we did Beat them last time eh, We got a decent result Ibrox The games are tight And They can swing either way Sometimes And I just I really worry about Set pieces Last time Rangers didn't yeah, play yeah. well And get two goals From set pieces The 
cup final, they get a goal from a set piece. That's where they hurt Celtic and that's where these, because Celtic are lacking that bit of creativity right now, that's where you, these games can be won. If Celtic aren't going to score at one end doing that and are likely concede at the other end doing that, it makes for worrying. But if Celtic turn up and play the football, kind of like they did in the cup final, I think they've done well enough in that final and we created goals that Celtic score in those games. Haven't Didn't do that in the last game, but... We've still got Kyogo. Uh, well, set pieces is a is a major concern. There's no yeah. getting away from it. I, I remember the the cup final. They got a couple of free kicks on in very dangerous areas, and I remember absolutely bricking it towards the end. Both Tavernier and Barisic are standing over a free kick in both of their areas because either one the of last them game as well. The last Morelos league game had that one at off Jack. Yep, the, the last league game Tavernier obviously scored that one, and then Barisic got one that he ballooned over the bar in the last couple of minutes. But that's in the right position. He just made a mess of it. That's in the position they want to be winning free kicks. None of that. Just absolutely no silly free kicks on the edge of the box. We can't afford that at all because we're not. Traditionally, all that great at, at dealing with them. Well, on the morning of the game, we will be live here in the studio with the cup semi final breakfast. That'll be for patrons, patreon.com slash 20 minute times. You can support us there. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. On behalf of the people that watch this on YouTube aren't yet subscribed, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, we will be back with a match reaction podcast. We'll be back with the flagship next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. See you next week. 